What's going on, y'all? I'm Brad. I'm Jeremy. And uh, we've been talking about things concerning reconciliation for a long time now. 20 years now. I'm white. I'm black. And we thought if we talked together about it in podcast form, it might serve some people. So let's, let's do talk it. about it. Broken and different. That's what we are. That's us. Blinded by chasing heaven's brightest star. Sun. We going towards him. We run with limps. We got, if got, you got, respond got, accordingly, you'll learn to hobble with, hobble with till we find where glory be. What glory at? No pros or experts on this That's journey. We are just learning how Jesus, Jesus makes art out of our life's debris. Hey y'all, this is part two. If you haven't checked out part one, check our feed for it. One of the deepest moments I, we had, I think, was in a conflict. I was a new staff within a varsity. Mm-hmm. You were my supervisor. Uh, and you asked me, to, I was supposed to reserve a room for our large group meetings. And yes. this, this reservation was crucial because- It's an important one. It's important to like have a room a consistent space where people could find us because you just lose people when you switch spaces. Yeah. So we just and USF is a really big campus. Like I wasn't so going to name USF because this wasn't oh. necessarily keeping them in the best light. But oh, yes, okay. it's a big campus. And uh, we knew that we needed to check on them. Like they had a big campus with a lot of student organizations that they had a lot on their plate and we yeah. needed to help them by reminding them of our reservation. Yes. And so your instruction was like, set this reservation, make sure you check on it to make sure we got confirmation of our room. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let it fall through the cracks, because it will if we don't check on it. Needless to say, I didn't check on it as much. We ended up having a few days more than we wanted, where we yeah. wanted to be in the same room. Uh, and it, it was because I dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and you let me know it. You just like, you let me know that you're angry at me. You let me know what I did wrong. It was a tough, 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 like, conversation we had but mm-hmm. it's it was it was your I think you were doing your job well it's like let me help this young staff understand what he's done wrong even with the black white dynamic yeah um, that's a little bit of a tough conversation but you had it mm-hmm. and that you know you couldn't that that was good for me it's like what was happening in that moment I don't know if you realize it then what was happening at the moment is that somebody so like I said there's a high power distance where I come from yeah. so you as the overseer coming down on me that carries tremendous weight right right so i felt that heavy uh a day or so later i think me and you we were in an office there's some other folk one person who was also like kind of in a higher level of university and somebody who was like a church leader we all in the office together um so people that you know i give a certain amount of respect and reverence to because of the positions that they have and you brought it up again Hmm. and you 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 came down on me again but this time it was in front of these other folk and Mm -hmm. it's the second time that you're doing as if I didn't get it yeah um so what was happening internally for me uh the narrative that's attached to that for me is white folk treat me like a kid Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Uh, they treat me like a boy, no matter what age I am. Right, right. Um, and that was the narrative that was starting to form in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though there was this 
practice of reconciliation we were committed to, that was the first moment where, maybe one of the most significant moments, I don't know about the first, but the most significant moment where I was thinking, oh, this is what it's like. Like, we aren't as far as we should be. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like all the other white folk, and now it's coming out. It's coming out, yeah. Um, but I remember sitting you down and saying, look, and I told you the narrative that I had. Mm-hmm. I say, look, this is, when I was, I told you the story about being a kid in sixth or seventh, in middle school, and being the only black kid in, a pre, in an all-white class, and the the teacher would always just call me out, call me out, call me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and she referred to me as boy. And Mm-mm. even when I said sorry, her common response when I said sorry would be, you sure are sorry. Mm. Um, and I remember in that moment, like in middle school, feeling like this lady is not my mama, but I'm in this place where I have to like be respectful yeah. and just take it. And in that moment with you, I felt like the same thing was happening. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I got to take it. But this dude is not, no, I'm not he ain't daddy. my daddy. No. He, like, <laughs> so he don't really have a right to talk to me. Like, So I remember talking to you about it and telling you like what was coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my best way, because of the high power distance, I was trying to be respectful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the narrative in my mind is this is how white folk are. So maybe he might apologize. Mm-hmm. But I remember you responded with tears in your eyes like sorry mm. and let me know that wasn't your intention mm-hmm. um, and that that you wouldn't try to do it again and you let me know what you were trying to communicate like the, the, like the, what you were trying to kind of help me see and understand at that moment but you said sorry and we had a good kind of reconciling moment where mm-hmm. uh, it changed for me it changed the narrative in our relationship mm. um uh, that was a that was a huge huge. I didn't huge, know you could locate it on that one moment. Yeah, I, wow. I mean that that was that was a that was a big deal because we had other moments where it was like, mm-hmm. oh, now I can trust you. But yeah. in terms of like, oh, this is gonna be different. Yeah, that moment. Yeah, uh, where you, it was true repentance, and it was, for me, it was it it was different. There was no. There wasn't the typical, like, I'm going to say sorry, but I'm also going to save face or yeah. try to save face. Sorry, but. Um, yeah. Add the but to um, it. Yeah. Or sorry with no emotion attached to it. After I've, yeah. been sh- after I've shared with you, like, the significance yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, and so that was a big deal mm-hmm. um, for me and uh, a way in which that narrative got changed. But you had to, like, take that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, there was no like, but I'm not that. I'm not that white lady. I'm not that white. I'm lady. not that white teacher. And it's true, I'm not that white lady. You're but not. <laughs> at the same time, to not respect that experience and what that means yeah. for someone you care about, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, we talking about changing narratives and calling folk to something different. Uh, for somebody of color, for me, is what's significant for me, uh, what's necessary, I'll say what's necessary uh, for me uh, is to be able to do that, to, to actually be able to, uh, what I want to say, to, to uh, call it out, so to say what's happening 
mm-hmm. and actually go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I if I if I had to think about what the church, yeah, and what it means to like push something a narrative forward, uh, there's gonna have to be some calling out because right now I don't think at large mm-hmm. white folk in the church can't like take calling out well. No. And so that's why I think historically that's that's, that's also true. It's I not think just, it's just not just a yeah, thing. It's yeah. <laughs> so I think that's gonna always be a part yeah. of it. Yeah. And, and if we could get into that conversation too, like maybe later, but just the, you know how, I think it's actually we we believe in a small cross. Mm. Our the white culture has a small cross. Yeah. And uh, and we actually don't believe in grace, and mercy the way the way we preach about it. We yeah. have big preaching about forgiveness and the cross and the blood of Jesus, and we have songs about it, but we don't really walk into that that bloody mess. Yep. Because uh, it is a bloody mess, and, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's actually a betrayal of our theology. I think it's good theology. I just don't think it connects yeah. with us, it, we, and we make it small. We make God small. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. We in, in current, in current, and in the past, we're not the most receptive to being called out or critiqued or corrected, especially along the lines of race. Mm-hmm. You know, because because there is a massive amount of guilt, shame and culpability mm-hmm. associated with it. Again, this is why I think we believe in a small cross. We, we, we don't know what to do with all that stuff. There's no way to make up for it. You know, yeah. I can't make up for the sins of my people. I can't make up for my own sins. You know, especially when you just piled on a bunch more than I even know existed mm. 10 minutes ago. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness, I need Jesus more. But when we when we just need Jesus minimally, and I think this is I think this is an epidemic, especially in, in kind of white white culture churches, is that we just don't know what to do with it. So we can't take it. And so it's a it's a we're we're fragile, mm-hmm. you know, in that way. It's it it really is a difficult situation because we need to be called out to be strengthened in the grace of the Lord, um, through repentance, through contrition. But it's almost like we can't even take that first step of hearing the yeah. conviction, yeah. you know, because we don't know what to do with it. Because again, we're, we're much more, all the Protestants are much more Catholic than they, you know, they all rail against all the Catholics from the, all, all the, the, the petitions and the selling of indulgences and mm. stuff like that, you know, and they just think you know, Catholics aren't even really like that for the most part anymore. But, you know, we rail against that, not realizing we actually are that. We mm. do that. We, we have a transactional relationship with God. If I do this, then I'm forgiven. You know, then I, then I am your child. And it's just, it's just, it's a bad uh, living theology. Um, so yeah. I, I know there's some generalizations I'm making in that, but, um, but I still think I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I will say what, what that conversation mean you had that conflict it did lead it it solidified a journey of being family so i think i mentioned this in the first podcast but if i had to add to that so like replacing symbols replacing practice and changing the narrative that's great yeah i don't know where this fits but i would add and then do relationship differently under that narrative Mm -hmm. so I actually think maybe, maybe, possibly, 
the narrative going forward is that we were meant to be family. Yeah. If you believe yeah. that we were meant to be yes. family. Called to be. Called to be. Like yeah. this is what God is doing in the world is yeah. he's creating a family. No, that's that's what he's doing in the cosmos. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you, th this is the, the, the biggest breach. The biggest gap is not black and white. The biggest right. gap is God and humanity. And he's closing that for like fearlessly yeah. and, and, and aggressively. Um, which means for me, what tells me as one who submits to that narrative, a God yeah. who has, yeah. sees the biggest gap and close it aggressively and fearlessly, mm -hmm. I have to somehow ask for his power, the dwell in the Holy Spirit, to go and do that in these relationships where I'm called to, where the greatest reconciliation is yeah. needed. And so uh, I actually think you live under, call out the true narrative and live under it, going towards family. I, and I, I think that's what, and maybe as we tell stories, uh, we'll see how that happened. But I think for us, that's what's, that's what's happened is that yeah. we've gone and pursued family. I don't think we would have called it that back in the day, but that's what no, happened. We, we, we as just we just use the general terms, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're doing reconciliation. Yeah. We're just loving each other. Yeah. Very general. But I, I think we've developed a little more specific, like mm, there's something here that's that's more, that's different, that's yeah. set apart, it's holy, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I do think that you're right. And there's a whole lot of theology behind that, too. So it's not just a good idea or progressive utopian vision. It's mm -hmm. like, no, it's, it's, actually, it's actually quite theologically conservative and Christocentric. I think our theology brought us to that place. Yes. Before we knew, before we can name it as family. It's that's like, true. That's what our theology did. That's what happened. We're just pursuing Jesus and find ourselves. I, mean, I know for me... One of the ways I'm changing narrative, and even as I raise my own kids, is that the need for the other. Yes. Know, is, is so there's a there's a false narrative that you do not need the other. There's radical individualism that's that that feeds. There's this distortions that these people will betray you, or they're bad, or they're whatever. They'll accuse you, or whatever. But it's just like actually the true narrative is I actually need the other. However, I define that, you know. So that's more broadly, kind of applicable but but the the narrative of of need that i'm incomplete that i'm i'm blind yeah the, that i'm i'm insufficient and that if i'm going to mature in christ jesus i actually need the other yes and i don't even know how i need them mm -hmm. you know because that's part of the problem <laughs> <laughs> and so so to change that narrative in my family you know, and that's just, that's still a nuclear family. That's still more individualized. Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't necessarily change the whole country or something like this. But but I do think that can expand out, you know, me as a white male to get up and preach. If I were to get up and present and to have that posture of I need, you know, I need these other voices. I need these other people. I, I need I need a larger family. Like just me and my own family isn't enough. Yeah. Me and my own people is not enough. And if I'm going to get into what God's imagination is for humanity, his dream, his eschaton is, then I must, I need, I need you, you know, and I need you to lead me too. And we could get into that also, mm. like the need for me as a privileged white male with blue eyes, I actually need you to lead me, you know, sometime, somewhere, somehow, I need that. And, like, and I do mean that word precisely. There's a need there, yeah. not just like a, it's a good idea or something to like add on to everything else. Like it's like my bat 
fanny pack or something like that. <laughs> like I could just pull it out. It's like, no, I actually need it. I'm, you know, I'm vitamin deficient. Mm. I'm anemic. I'm, I'm malnourished without it. And so I may not be able to apply that to every person of color in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some folks I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not sure I want you to leave me right now in my life. But I need to be, I know I need it. You know, I need it from, you know. So I know that's, that's how me personally trying to alter that narrative with my kids and my own personal family. And I think we've seen that. We're trying to walk that out. Yeah. And we, we have for a long time. We've kind of stumbled upon that. Maybe, maybe you knew it before I knew it, but uh, eventually I knew it. <laughs> so, um, do you have any any call for for people as we wrap this up? Yeah, I, I think uh, the thing uh, as you actually at the beginning when you presented uh, this idea of uh, practice symbols, practice, and narrative, uh, the idea of grace came up um because it's like how does that affect an institution as a whole um i actually think the the church and christians at large and and maybe even a word this is especially a word for uh folk of color who are trying to follow jesus was that that this call to uh to uh Actually, I'll rephrase it. I think it's for everybody. It's like we're called to do this, and it may seem hard and complex, um, uh, and it may seem counterproductive to bring up the narrative uh, because the narrative carries so much hurt. Yeah. Uh, uh, but what we've seen historically uh, and what we are assured of as Christians is that the grace of God is on us. Yeah. And, it, and, and there's going to be the mercy of God is going to be on us. Uh, and so I, my, my encouragement is actually to, to figure out for, your, for those who find themselves in uh, a community or a group of people and trying to really live this out, uh, figure out what is your call for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think me and you've learned, like, our call for it is to pursue family. Yeah. Uh, what is that for? How does that look? for mm-hmm. the folk that you lead or that you are um, sojourning with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to like call it out, make that known, whatever that thing, like wherever it is that you should be going towards, make that known uh, and carry grace. With all the hurt that comes up, understand that grace is alive. And I, and I say that understanding that it's gonna create some question, but what does grace look like? Um, does it look like me just letting the person say whatever they want to say right. um, yeah, and yeah. just biting my tongue? Grace it, is complex. Does it, the, a good father disciplines his children gracefully, mm-hmm. but he sure as heck comes, comes for them, <laughs> snatches them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he's a good dad. Yeah. And, and that, that's just a hard word for people of color. It's like they, they have 400 years of grace. What do you mean give them grace? <laughs> that's um, right. Like that's right. What, what, what does grace look like? Actually, for me, I'm just like, I don't know what that is. I just mm-hmm. know uh, grace in my life, like, uh, it looks different when I'm with me and your relationship that's yeah. been going for a few years, and grace with the other white woman who I've known for a little bit, yeah. it looks different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, the Spirit has grown it a certain way yeah. because of the relationship. 
that I have with folk cross barriers, and not just black and white, but black and Latino, um, black and uh, African American and, and Caribbean. Caribbean, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, understanding that that question of grace brings up a lot, but feeling like my push is to like go into this thing, understanding that that will mature in you. And that mm-hmm. is part of what it means to be in the kingdom of God is to operate in grace. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And I want to leave that wide open. Yeah. Yeah. To figure it out, to, yeah. to, 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 well, to and learn and it. Let the spirit actually lead in yeah. grace and not create a new law. This is what grace yep. looks like. Yep. You have to act this way in grace. It's like, yep. I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, we have to actually hear from Jesus. That's, that's great, man. Yeah. Um, and I, let me say one more yeah. thing. I, I think one of the the biggest graces that should always be there, that's going to be there, is the presence, like people's presence, like you being there. So if you ever think like, man, this is crazy, this conflict is happening, I hurt this person, and and they yeah. mad at me, and we on the you know silent treatment treatment is happening, and everything. Uh, uh, but are they still there? Because mm-hmm. just your presence, that's the first grace, is yeah. that we're at the table together. We mm-hmm. might not be talking, <laughs> but we're at the table. And just right. having you there, you are the gift, mm-hmm. uh, no matter where we are. Yeah. Um, the only way you can kill grace is by leaving. Mm. So if you're on this journey and you're trying well, to do this, and you're trying to change narrative... It's like being at the table is the grace that's always present. Yeah. Um, yeah. And God's, God's always there. Yeah. So grace is always yeah. present in the, yeah. in the form of the Holy Spirit being with you at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you are also part of that grace by being present. Um, so, yeah. That's great, man. That's great. Uh, I, I think just from my call, from my perspective, uh, any, any white leaders, um, you know, to identify what false narratives you've been influenced by um, that are infecting the people around you and to, I think, not just call out the false narrative, which, you know, is probably necessary, but to countermand that narrative with a new one. Yes. You know? So actually intentionally identify and create something that's different, you know, and then support that new narrative with practices and symbols um, seems to be a way forward. Um, you know, I think in a lot of ways I've, I've gotten lucky, you mm. know, like I've made, uh, I've made decisions and reacted in ways that I didn't know how important that was, you know, or how, how grace filled that was. Um, so that it could have easily gone in a different way, you know, uh, you know, for me and, and even on our relationship, there's many moments where it could have gone another way. And I'd like to take credit for that, but I, I can't. It's just like, I don't know. Maybe God was <laughs> like speaking to me, or I just got lucky, or I just had lunch, so I was happy, or I don't know. Or maybe just I genuinely love this person in front of me. I don't know. I just know that there is a way that we can be more intentional. And I think those, you know, yeah. as leaders, we have to sit down and countermand these false narratives, not with just being against them, but with actually substituting them you know, with, with something else and, and to actually be intentional in that. So that may be a little bit of homework. Uh, mm. I, I love homework. I love yeah, work, worksheets and, and diagrams. So <laughs> hopefully that's helpful. All right, man. God bless Amen. you guys. Yeah. Amen. <laughs>